0: On Sky Sports Radio, time to review the weekend's racing with our stable of experts. He's pretty exciting this guy streeting his rivals. Who impressed? Who didn't? Forces to follow. And have a look at the time and your calls. Welcome to Punters Postmortem.
1: Rally well, starting to go through his gears, just continues to raise the bar. Ah.
2: Yeah, good morning, and welcome to Punters Postmortem on this Monday. It is a not a bad day outside at the moment. Hopefully, this rain can bugger off this week because we've got Spring Carnival racing in the air, and it was great that the first day of the carnival here in Sydney could get underway and be run and won. And what about some of the performances? We'll talk with the boys today. Your Spring Carnival panel of Ron Doversy, Dean Lester, and Glenn Munsey on board today. We're taking your calls as well, 13.53.53 53 on Punters Postmortem, or you can send us a text on 0419 767 272. We did have two meetings in New South Wales today to preview after Punters Postmortem. One was at Kempsey and one was at Queen Queanbeyan. Unfortunately, Kempsey not racing today, but they are at Queen Queanbeyan, and uh, some good races as well down there. Seven of the best. The Scratchings with Tanya. Hello, mate.
3: Morning, morning, Dave. Morning, everyone. Yes, the stewards inspected the course this morning at Kempsey. They deemed it unsuitable for racing. That was following 85 mils of rain over the last seven days. So we'll focus on Queanbeyan, where the weather is fine. The track is a soft five. The rail is true, and there are 18 scratchings. Race one today is at ten past one. Takeout number one at number one. Race two, number three, Miss Lamar. Takeout three. From race three, number four pride of Penrith Seven, Ostwind. Nine, Shoo Shoo Shoo. Eleven, Eyes on the Sky and the Emergency 15. Four, seven, nine, eleven, and 15. Race four, number eight, Majestic Lily. Nine, Makanui. Eleven, Fear the Truth and the Emergency 16. Eight, nine, eleven, and 16. From race five, number three, Song Cycle and the Emergencies 12, 13, and 14. Three, 12, 13, and 14. Race 6, number 4, In My Wallet, number 4. And race 7, Takeout 7, Get Shafted, and the Emergency 14. 7 and 14, Dave, from race 7 at Queanbeyan.
2: Perfect, Jania. So we'll uh, look at to uh, uh, today. After Racing HQ, we'll have a full preview and... Yeah, we'll, we'll try and sneak some stuff into you. Maybe even a bit of Mexican night on the cards. The old tacos could be the way to go on this Monday night. Let's have a look at our panel. We've got Ron Duversy, Dean Lester, and also Glenn Munsey joining us. Duff, good morning to you, mate.
4: Yeah, good morning, Dave.
2: How was your weekend on the punt, mate?
4: Yeah, look, I played it badly. Um, I was sort of doing the form earlier in the week, thinking all oh, this rain's coming and it's going to be down the middle, but uh, there was a sort of getting differing opinions on the track, and I I'd, I'd just played it badly, to tell you the truth.
2: We've got Dean Lester joining us. Dino, how was your weekend on the punt, mate? Uh, it was mixed, Dave, to be honest, but uh, it was a leaders' day uh, pretty
5: much at Mooney Valley, as it tends to be at, at the Valley at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's still some, uh, I think, some pretty good performances, none more so than Mr. Brightside.
2: And Glenn Munsey joining us as well. Glenn, how did you play the weekend?
0: Uh, well, Ronnie called heads, I called tails. I went up and in. Uh, so it uh, wasn't bad Dave uh, On Saturday Good morning to you Good morning to Ronnie Good morning to Dino And everybody listening Yeah well some days it, um, You get it right Dave And, and I suppose it's, a, it's, it's not the greatest way to play it By any stretch of the imagination Is to try and work out A. How the track's going to play Before you get there And focus your tips on a certain racing pattern When you get it right it's alright But when you don't um, It's not flash
4: i got to give Glenn the wrap. I don't give him many. He, 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 you know, Some of them winners are a lot easier to find as the day went on. But he did find uh, winners there before the pattern that um, you, uh, you couldn't have found. Sneaky Page and um, Knight's Order was big odds when he was tipping it. And yeah, I've,
0: I've, I've got to apologise to Ronnie because I did drive him mad on Saturday. Yeah, I normally I, do anyway, I don't so it doesn't it. really matter. <laughs> um, and every time there was a late scratching in the Chelmsford, I said, I can't believe this isn't favourite night's order. Why isn't this favourite night's order? And then a leader would win. I'd say, I can't believe this isn't favourite night's order. I can't believe this. And it got to the time. And when it won, he just went, yeah, righto.
2: let's talk let's talk about the Chelmsford stakes uh so we obviously saw the performance of Knight's order the run of Numerian was good what about some of the beaten brigade were you disappointed with surefire duff
4: um no no you've got to be forgiving with anything on that track i I was sort of a little worried about him getting to wait for age very quickly second up after uh, you know some of these stayers can sprint well first up and we put it in concrete. They're going to be just as good second up, but they're not. Um, and so that was his. And, and like I said, the pattern of the day. And there's inconclusive evidence about him on heavy tracks. He 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 had some solid wet track form, but he failed badly in the Sydney Cup on a very heavy track. And and uh, so, yeah, no, no, you you can't bag him on that. He, his performance first up was too good. Uh, to say, no, no th- he, he, he was ordinary on Saturday. So, no, no, I'm, I'm going to be forgiving. that all played for the winner. Uh, he capitalised on a great front-running ride. He quickened at the right time, knowing he was on a, a strong horse. Numerian was great. I reckon he's got improvement in Numerian, but he came come along the fast lane as well. A more positive ride on no compromise. He's as genuine as they come, and I don't think anyone missed Benno. He, he was the run of the day. Uh, he's one stayer that has put two together, and he is right on target for a metrop. And who knows? After the metrop, he he could be a little sleeper
2: for a for a cup.
4: Yeah, yeah. at all. Well, who knows? A Cox Plate.
2: Okay, uh, Dino. What did you? Uh, what was your assessment of the Chelmsford Stakes? I thought it was an
5: outstanding ride from the front. Uh, used the used, he was always going to use the pattern of the day, but just got it right uh, uh, when he kicked on straightening nights order and. Uh, it was good to the line. I thought Newmarian toughed it out pretty well, and yeah, as, as Duff said, you can't miss the way Benno's going. That's two runs in a row. Uh, he's he's just ticking over beautifully, and now he's just going to go and win a race and you know, sure up his you know, and might well be the Metropolitan and shore up his qualifications for maybe something uh, further down the track.
2: We obviously had some scratchings, Glenn, uh, with Moanga etc. Um, a late one with Great House and Montefilia, but. What about uh, the price? Because you were mentioning on the Punners panel on Friday, uh, this night's order, and you were suggesting, you know, well over the odds. So, with deductions, etc., I think it was seventeen dollars when you mentioned it on Friday. Uh, Nineteen, Dave. Nineteen, and, uh, sorry, 19,
0: mate. And, and twenty-one after fifty-one dollars was bet about it um well you know when they kept getting scratched uh, it kept firming up well uh i'm trying to work out what actually came out first on Saturday. Well, monophilia came out first so nine cents went out there um moonga came out next so 12 cents went out there and then great house came out and two cents went out there so there's say 23 21 23 cents so if you did happen to take the the twenty-one dollars or the nineteen dollars on Saturday. Say you finish with, say three quarters of that you've still finished with about sixteen dollars at uh, night's order. But it, it was just a matter of, and 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 it was like all day, Dave, Ronnie and I, because you sit there all day and you say, well, how how is how is horse A going to be a particular price when it's going to be back in the field and off the track, and horse B and C and D are going to be leader, behind leader, or outside leader, and they're not firming. Mm. Uh, and it was a particular, but you know, it was really evident in the, in the last race there. Well, well, we got to about race eight, and we said, well, we're looking at the last race here. And at that stage, for example, Wicklow was a $2.90 chance. And I said to Ronnie, I said, there's no way in the world it can run favourite in the last. And at the same time, Bold Mac was a $7 chance. And I think you'll find the winner... Uh, was $21 or something. And we said, well, what's going to lead in the last year? We said, well, um, it goes forward, Kiss the Bride. Uh, Bold Mac won't be that far away. Wild Chap, that was the other one. Wild Chap was $16 at that stage. Mm. You know, well, there's three horses that are going to go forward and and they just had to firm. Well, by the time they got the jump time, I think Wild Chap was $10. Wicklow was $5.50. Bold Mac was $4. And Kiss the Bride was $15. Um, but it's just that's just the way you've got to play it. So you know you, we're going to say to people this morning, oh, here's a horse to follow, or you know this horse didn't run well. Do we say, guys, anything that settled further back than sixth off the fence, you put a line through?
4: Yes. Yep. Y- yes, no doubt, no doubt. It's just when we get these days where there's you know a hundred meters covering the field, you know it's it's hard going. It's real hard so, going, isn't?
5: So that yeah. makes Ice Bath the run of the day without winning.
4: Well, yes. yeah, her, her her run was good, but she had you know, she she had did have very good heavy te- track ten credentials and she had fifty three kilos. So. Yeah,
5: she still ploughed through it, didn't she? Like she, she,
4: she? She was excellent. But yeah. but in saying all
0: that, the wonderment of the day and I'll still can't work it out. Can anyone tell me how Eduardo got to nearly three dollars?
4: Well, that's the mystery. Uh, I was—I was with the traders early, thinking down the outside by this stage of the day, and thinking that Malkovich would go out a lot harder, and Eddie would take the field up and be a sting shot late. But by the time it got to that five, uh, that race five, you thought, "Oh, we've, got, we've, we've read this race wrong," and he just kept blowing. Mm. Um, it's easy after the race, uh, but. Uh, that's that's one of the great mysteries of the world. But mm. sometimes it does get to a stage where, where where there's you
0: know I'm not saying our blokes are responsible for it, but if um, the organisations get into their brain to want to lay a horse, it finishes up. It doesn't have a price but if you're working if you're bookmaking on the race every horse has a price now you can't tell me any bookmaker in the history of racing that worked on that race it would mark eduardo close to a $3 chance on saturday
4: no well he was odds on most of a lot of the time and it's it's become follow the leader really it's become the, the bookmaking industries become follow the leader they're all they're all linked to the one program and uh, they, they, they they follow the leader
2: why do you think the um the big boys or the syndicates, whoever it was that is shifting this market, why do you think they want to take on and why do so much? Duff?
4: I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the, the, they'd have a theory. Uh, they'd have a theory, and because the, that uh, the the late moves are usually you know when you see these horses, they move into the barrier, they're four dollars sixty on the tote and they go past the post and they're three dollars across the board and they start three dollars fifty. <laughs> That's where the, the the big computers come into play. And uh, they're the blokes that are, you know, making a profit at the end of the year. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't know how that system works, but it's that uh, they they can't get it right all the time.
2: And just on, <coughs> pardon me, just on the Chelmsford, um, a couple of texts here about Nites Order. Was that just his race for the spring, considering the way that track was playing? You know, he's, he he has won his race, or do you want to
4: continue to follow him through the preparation? Oh jeez, um, the thing in his favour is pattern. He's got a great pattern, so he he, he can play just strengths on these. Uh, you know, put himself in a race, and he's a two mile winner. Um, yeah, look, whether he, he he's a Melbourne Cup chance, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't think so, but that's his main aim. And he's building an exceptional
0: record at Randwick. Yeah.
2: Let's go to the Valley, uh, because I do want to talk about this uh, horse, Mr. Brightside. Um, he, he's a horse that obviously Ben and JD Hayes are, are getting very fond of, as you would expect them to be, uh, Dino, and uh, he was well, he was very good there in the fan.
5: He was very dominant, Dave. Uh, he was probably entitled to. They went along very steadily, and it was a, a dash home, but uh, even at the end of 1600, he ran the best 400 and 200 of the meeting, and uh, he just put them away, and I've seen him twice at the Valley now, and I think when he was coming through the grades, his most emphatic win was at the Valley, and then again on Saturday. So that's the thing that's going to serve him well towards a race maybe like the Cox Plate, is that he's got a real affinity with the Valley and an ability to race up on the speed. So uh, they're the things in his favour. It will get harder from here. Uh, Inspirational girl. I don't know if we'll see her back at the Valley. Uh, Conversely, she really crabbed around there, but uh, got going late, and I think she's a really good lightweight Caulfield Cup chance and that's the way they're aiming as she looked still a bit wintry in the mounting yard on Saturday so I think she'll improve off that Spanish mission probably did just enough but uh, he's only about a length and a half in front of sound and wouldn't be thinking of sound as a Melbourne Cup chance and uh, he went to the line actually a bit better sound so it was quite a good run but uh, no Mr Brightside's in the zone right now and he goes to the Underwood in two weeks it's a perfect race for him uh, to keep going.
4: Sydney cops a lot of flack with races put in the wrong spot and for too much money. Will this race be on this day next year? The Fian? Yeah.
5: It's not. Uh, it's not really Mooney Valley's fault. They tried to get the Group 1 status for it, and when they didn't, they acceded to the request of uh, Flemington, and, Fleming- and so the Fian used to be after the Makibi Diva Stakes. Um, but when the Maccabi Davis Stakes got Group 1 status, uh, Mooney Valley agreed to flipping them over. Uh, previous years, this has had near a full field. I think, you know, it, it just uh, maybe one of those years, but... Uh, yeah, you know, people are you know, very keen to run in Group Ones either side of it, the Memsey and the uh, the Macquarie Diva. I hope they don't move it to where they're but they're considering moving it to, which is around Grand Final time, because it'll be stuck right in the middle of the Underwood Stakes, the Turnbull Stakes. It won't get any traction there either. So, I think they've got to just probably ride out that this year was a, a a year of small numbers. In previous years, it's been 12 and 14, the last two. I think so. Uh, I think it'll still stay at this meeting. Okay. You think with
0: a free kick into the Cox Plate though you'd attract a, a bit more mm. number. How many wise? Cox Plate horses have we got? That's the problem. Yeah, That's the mean, problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if you win the if you
5: win the Memzi or you win the Macquarie Diva, uh, one you've won a Group One and two that would get you in as well. I mean, you know, any of these any of these weight for age races in coming weeks. If you think you're going to win one, well, you're going to get into the Cox Plate anyway. So, uh, and this year, you know that that would, uh, that will certainly. Uh, i sure you've ever run the race like that.
2: Much like um, the horse in city that won the Chelmsford. Obviously, he's put two together now, Dino, with Mr Brightside. Um, we hear the staple saying, you know, that he surprised them. He continues to, you know, take the next step. You mentioned that he is going to have to go to a next level in the next couple of runs. But do you think he is that a uh, horse that, um, you know, can?
5: Well... I think he gets labelled as the Doncaster winner with 50 kilos, but the run before the Doncaster, at Wait for Age, he had absolutely no luck in the All-Star Mile. Uh, Missed the start and got... It was back near last, which is not his racing style. Uh, Got held up, got cut through the field and ran fourth to Zaki and and, uh, I'm Thunderstruck. So that was at Wait for Age. So he showed Wait for Age prowess before he won the Doncaster. So I don't think it's a fluke that he's doing this at the moment. He should be beating up on these horses at the moment, but uh, if if Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck are two of the bigger names he's going to meet, sort of Cox Plate time, he's uh, well and truly showed that he's, a, he, he's around that mark. Yeah. Ron? Yeah, he's a,
4: he is a good horse. He's a proper horse, yeah. He's a Doncaster winner. We, we say that's one of our great handicaps. Um, mm. I think he hasn't got the credit that he deserves, um, and he won't because he, he beat, beat up on, well, you'd have to say a substandard the on Saturday, but he beat him up. Mm. Um, he's come back well. He's a good horse. Jumping back up to uh, to Sydney,
2: just while we're t- talking about the Cox Plates and obviously wait for eight stars, were are happy with what Zaki did? We mentioned the run of Ice Bath. She was obviously very good in the tramway, but uh, good to have Zaki back uh, winning, Duff.
4: Um. Some people are saying, I oh, did what he was supposed to do there. I, I thought it was a great win. I thought it was mm. a great win. I, he's a funny horse. Uh, she has him wound up and keeps him active for Annabelle, and that's probably how you've got to have him because he's full of beans. Uh, he was floating the whole race, uh, which he can do. But I loved him when he just put that whip up near his eye and just flicked it at him. And he, the last 50 metres, you watch that horse. That's the only time he concentrated in that in that race. Was the last fifty meters? So I thought it was a terrific run. Um, so he's he's come back well. He's in for a good prep. Uh, we wanted to see it, and he, he, he I think he delivered in spades. So I thought he was outstanding. What did you
5: make
2: of Zaki, Dino?
5: Yeah, I, I agree with all that, Duff. I, I would have, I would have thought that uh, you know if he wasn't such a prolific winner, the way you said about him floating in his concentration, you think he nearly needs some sort of headgear to really you know switch him on, but mm. he gets the job done anyway.
4: Yeah, he does. You know, he, and he, and he was—he look. Let's face it; it was a fourteen hundred meter race at Randwick. The, mm. the fourteen hundred at Randwick's the sprinter's paradise, uh, I think. And he—that's—and he was trained up more or less ready for a mile plus. So, yeah, I, I considering circumstances. I, I know the circumstances said that he had the best running, and and that was the pattern of the day. But I just think there was a, a, a lot more merit than that in it.
0: Um, I, I still don't think he was overly comfortable in the ground. He might not. I thought he was sort of dipping and everything. and uh, But he might be just that sort of horse. Oh, you said he was floating. And it was very interesting when James sort of put one round his backside and then he sort of basically just made him look at the whip. Yeah. Say, listen, you know, you want another one of these?
4: It's a race now, day. put yeah, your head down. Day.
0: And he did put his head down. And he, he sort of, you know, went to the line very strongly. But I, I just don't think he was 100% Good in the in the ground.
4: You might be right. Um, yeah. And
2: and Munn's just quickly was he the worst result all day? Was that the one that they just wanted to keep backing?
0: Uh, well, no, Dave. He got out as well um, from from where he was at. Uh, you know, when when Colding and uh, Big Boy Roy came out, he was a dollar seventy five, and he got to a dollar dollar in the wash up there. Uh, and there, there was another one. The, the best back runner in that race was easily Ice Bath, and you said, "Well, hang on, one's going to lead, one's going to be last." Mm. Mark's on the line. Good morning, Mark. Good
1: morning, Dave. Uh, Dino, talking about horses with a, a fetish in uh, Moody Valley, why can I get $10 for a fella to have seen her in there? Boy, yeah. is there a catch there or what? She was a decimal master. She loved that track. She
5: was. just, Yeah, just whether in a full-size field she'll be able to get through the pack and win at 1,000 again, uh, that would be the only catch, Mark, but she's, uh, she's... Absolutely flying, uh, she showed that at the trials, she won, as you said, first up, uh, and I'm sure she'd be going that way, um, and it would just be a matter of how she draws and how the race st- structures up, but uh, yeah, come race night, if things are in her favour, she won't be those odds. Yeah, uh, that
1: other loss, that, that every chance to boot, I thought, that extreme luck, whatever it is.
5: Yeah, I would say he didn't handle a wet ground. I, I think he'll be better on a drier track. That's the only thing I'd say about him. But whether he'll even go back to the valley because I think they were just uh, just disappointed with the way he got around the valley. So uh, don't know if he'll be there, but probably the, the group that ran on Saturday, they'll all be there. You know, your Rothfire, Zoo Style, Coolingatta, they'll all be there. But uh, yeah, she's sitting pretty well, uh, Bella Nipatina.
2: Perfect, Mark. Thanks for your call, mate. Uh, let's talk about Rothfire and uh, The other horse from Queensland, Zoo Style. That was in the McEwen down there in Melbourne. Adina, what did you make of it?
5: Yeah, Rothfire, terrific. His first win since he injured himself uh, uh, after winning the the lead-up to the Golden Rose. Uh, And he placed in the Stradbroke at his most recent run, but that was his first placing in nearly two years. But uh, Saturday he was right on song. He was in the perfect spot. Uh, Zoo Style missed the start and had to really drive through and... To get to the, uh, to the lead position and, and ultimately did, and probably that cost him in the long run. Cool and I thought she was the winner coming to the turn. I just don't think she's that comfortable on shifting ground. Uh, I just want to see her on a genuine dry track, but, uh, she ran okay in an Inferno, who won last year, uh, won this race last year, going on to run second in the Moyer. He's ticking over well, but he's a back marker that always needs luck. Uh, Semion, the other three-year-old was a funny run. He sort of seemed to get off the bit coming around about the 600-metre mark, yet his closing effort was quite good
2: uh, for probably going back to his own age group. And what about a way game? There's a couple of texts on a way game here too. Way
5: game pulled up with cardiac arrhythmia. She, They put blinkers on her and it just didn't work. She just fired up and she was uh, over-racing really badly in behind him, which is not her style at all. And uh, so she finished distance and... Uh, one, I think I'll take the blinkers off, and two, yeah, we won't see her, uh, uh, that fired up again. Hopefully.
2: Punters' post mortem. It's nine twenty-eight. We'll take a quick break. Uh, give us a call thirteen fifty-three fifty-three. If you've got a question for our panel, Ron Duffersey, Dean Lester, Glenn Munsey.
5: You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters'
2: Post Mortem. Here you are, Ron Duffercy. Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey are your panel today, and you can give us a call. The uh, The lines are open here thirteen fifty three fifty three. 53. Lenny's on the line. Good morning, Lenny.
1: Morning, fellas. Love the show. Um, Mr. Lester, uh, just wondering the last race in Almuni Valley Saturday, he's our Bonnie Val. Seemed to get a bit lost around the corner, but knuckled down late. Um, do, you, do you see any merit in the run and going forward?
5: Yeah, I thought the valley didn't suit him at all and he was probably in the worst ground and, as you said, he sort of scrambled a bit around the last turn. His run was okay because he had the big weight. Um, I don't know where he fits into the spring, whether he's a country cup horse or something like that, down in the weights, that might be his go, but certainly want to see him back on the bigger tracks.
1: Yeah, agree. Thank you.
2: Thank right. you very much. Perfect. Thank you very much for that, uh, Lenny. Uh, we've got another call We're coming very, very soon through. the. I think Bob... Is not too far away from being connected. So we'll get to Bob before we get to some more of these text messages. And as I said, if you've got a question for the boys today, 13 53, 53 is the open line number. Is Bob there? He is now. Morning, Bob.
1: G'day. How are you, boys?
2: Good, mate. What's your question?
1: Um, I just wanted to inquire through Glenn. Uh, why wasn't uh, Pick 6 advertised as a uh, jackpot on Saturday? I I didn't notice it in Friday's paper, and I didn't notice it in Saturday's paper. There was a $100,000 jackpot added to the pool.
0: Um, Well, that's something you've got to take up with the Daily Telegraph. Um, you know, if they don't uh, uh, there's, a, there's a list goes out at the start of the week what all the jackpots are and I would say they'd go to all the newspapers and the like well if, if a newspaper doesn't quote something um, that, that's it's not our responsibility it's theirs, it's their paper Okay, okay yeah. and I'm sure, I'm sure it would have been spoken about during the week and would have been on the website under promotions, it would have been on the app under promotions uh, that the the Big Six had a jackpot in it.
1: I didn't, uh, I, I didn't look at that. I did notice before the start of uh, the first league of the Big Six, uh, there was a notification in the paper saying that the uh, treble on the day was a jackpot at $25,000, which I thought it was a bit strange. They normally uh, put that on top of the third last race in Sydney.
0: Yeah, well, well I must admit, I, I'm not a Big Six player. Darren Flindell might be listening. He plays the Big <laughs> Six quite regularly. Uh, he might be able to tell us.
1: Okay, I might go back to the TAB. Thanks,
0: Glenn. Thank you. Thanks. Glenn. Well, I know the big six had 291,000 in the pool, so they must have had something... Uh, there must have been some sort of jackpot component in it.
2: We've got Charlie on the line. Morning, Charlie. Yeah, g'day, fellas. How are you doing?
4: Good, mate. Uh, just wanted to um, uh, talk a little bit about Animo and his preparation. So um, is it right that his next run will be the George May? They haven't, yep. they haven't exactly come out and said it's definite, but it don't, I think it was favourite last time. Yep, 2.30. Last, yeah, mm-hmm. last time, um, well, I think James spoke. Or he's still in Sydney, and and I think that may have been the plan. But things can change. They, they don't lock all their cards in.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking: is there any chance he could run this Saturday in the, in the Maccabi Divas? It just seems like four weeks, it's going to be four weeks between runs if he goes to the... Uh... George Maine just seems like a bit of a extended break, doesn't it, between runs? Mm, mm.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, we I haven't even be... got him in the Maccabi Diva markets, and I, there's been no, nothing mentioned uh, about the possibility of him going to Melbourne, and that that's what basically they're running off in these pre-NOMS markets. Um, if a, a trainer or connections give the indication that it could be running, um, they usually put it in because, well, we'll know a lot more today when the NOMS come out.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was being trained by D. Lester or R. Doversy, would he be
4: going towards a Cox Plate, boys? Who?
2: Animo. Oh, oh that's main is, yeah. mission. Main yeah, mission. Missioner.
4: Number one. Number one uh, peak day. I just wonder
5: if he's having, like, just the uh, George Main into a race like the Well, now it's called the Might and Power, the Caulfield Stakes. The hmm. Cox Plate fourth up, and that leaves the option then the the McKinnon on Champions Day that, uh, you know, he's still got another run up his sleeve. Yep.
2: And just on him, boys, we you know... Obviously, we've got the U.S. Open happening. We see that number one seed is—is is he the number one seed uh, in terms of our weight for age horses? Do you feel at the moment? We speak about the Cox Plate and what the field's going to look like. Is he—is he number one for the moment? Well, it'll we'll, me, know, it
4: we'll know that after uh, after uh, George Mainday <laughs> if he meets Zaki. Um, I I think he's as long as they keep riding him the way they're riding first up, he's. I think he's untouchable, but. <laughs> Um, he's Now that he's learnt to run in the box seat I think it's all barrier related with him I think he's a better horse um, From a good draw Racing three legs closer And bye bye Okay. Um,
2: now there's a text here that came through About a horse called Light Infantry uh, Which is now Right at the top of the Golden Eagle Market It's a Kiramar David Eustace trained yep. horse uh, Which we've seen over in France And, and whatnot And in the UK um, did 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 this catch any of your uh, eyes, gents? And, um, and have we seen any replays, or can we make any comment on it? Well,
5: he ran second in the race that State of Rest failed in um, down the straight recently, over the mile. And he raced in uh, Cole McKenna's blue and lime green colours. So uh, yeah, we I got to see him there. And uh, yeah, he's a very nice horse. So uh, okay. yeah, he was that. That was that was very a strong purchase. race. Yeah, very very strong race because they're all dodging Eid, Uh and hence it became such a, a such a you know, powerful race. And uh, he ran really well. And that purchase was made pre that race, obviously to race in the McKennas colours. So that's been the plan all along for him to be, go to the Golden Eagle.
2: Okay, I'm tipping to we might,
0: we might I don't have know an why a name you chain. dodge dodge He's not even the number one horse in the world anymore. No, what about no? That? He's, he's lost his mantle. Yeah.
2: What about that that horse yesterday at Del Mar? Um, well, the turf meets the surf. Yeah, skipping away. Um, there might be, just for take note punters, uh, there might be a name change with Light Infantry because I did a search on Riser and there's a two-year-old cult uh, that's active for Mark Newnham with the same name. Okay, so, Our Light Infantry. Yeah. So Light Infantry. Yeah. Mm. The Light Infantry. I know. Just on that, how does that even get into the system without the name changing? Well, it hasn't come here yet. So it's still pending. But, it, but yeah. to surely register and rise, or wouldn't you... Anyway, that's another another topic for another day. Uh, North Star Lass Duff in the Furious. Uh, another win for Tim Clark. He's going to be my guest today on Monday's Experts. Looking forward to having a chat with Timmy. Uh, and they had a good duel, both uh, North Star Lass and Willinger Beast, didn't they? Uh,
4: they did. Uh, she's a good filly. Uh, she was good first up. Typical waterhouse bot type of horse. Uh, ride the speed. She looks uh, like she'll run a mile, I must say and um, I was waiting for her third up actually but uh, missed her uh, but she had the beautiful draw, she had the racing style and and those two fillies went out in front eyeballing each other and raced away, it's as simple as that uh, uh, she was good and uh, I think She's Extreme was a very good run uh, she she had to go back from that wide draw, she was excellent did more than enough, she's come up well and she's, um, she's going to be a real force to be reckoned with
2: know your thoughts?
5: Yep, I uh, couldn't agree more. Those two got away, but uh, she's extreme under you know, under extreme uh, duress through the, the ground and the, the conditions. I thought uh, her effort was very good first up. Even though you look at the margin, say she was beaten a significant margin, they were they were often gone by the time she was getting through the pack. So her
0: her closing effort was still very good.
2: And a comment from you, ones.
0: Uh, Well, it was a a race there, Dave, where it was, you know, in the wash-up, it was the two horses that had had the run beat the two horses that were resuming from a spell. Uh, And the two horses that were resuming from a spell in the shape of She's Extreme and Paris Dior just couldn't make up the ground. So it was another case in point where you had leaders dominating, but also leaders that were in front of horses that were first run back from a spell. And I thought both Paris Dior and She's Extreme, you know, went very, very well, considering the fact... Um, the, the two leaders had an advantage. And I've, I've gone back through my emails here for that caller regarding the Big Six jackpot. Uh, Monday afternoon at one fifty five, all media outlets were informed of all of the jackpots and projected pools for the upcoming week offered by TAB. And, well, that, that's it. They were told on Monday afternoon there'd be a $100,000 Big Six jackpot. So why it wasn't um, listed in the paper, uh, pineapple.
5: And Dave, your query about light infantry—he's only having the one run. I think he's going back to Europe, and we had this with Prince of Aaron a few years ago. that right. If they're only going back, if they're going back, they don't really have a name change. So I don't—I don't think we'll see a name change with him. He might just have the one okay. run and, and be—he's going back to Europe, and he'll come back for as a five-year-old maybe for the Cox Plate. But uh, he's only having the one run here, I think. Right?
0: Yeah, because I think we had the Prince of Aaron was trained by Marianne Brosnan. Yeah, I think. but yeah. At uh, Northern Rivers the Gold Coast Yeah, Yeah.
2: that's exactly right Um, uh, We'll take another break boys 9.40 Sky Sports Radio Punters Postmortem You're with Ron Doversy Dean Lester And Glenn Munsey Give us a call now 1350-353. If you've got a question For our panel
0: This is Punters Postmortem On Sky Sports Radio
1: 9:42
2: 9:42 on Sky Sports Radio. If you're listening across the radio network of New South Wales, good morning to you. Or via the Tab app. Uh, there's a couple of people listening over in South Australia. Gibbo and the team. Uh, g'day boys. Uh, what's Duff's thoughts on Hell? I am seemed impressive in race nine in Sydney. And Pikey getting another win. He's
4: um, he's been going alright Pikey hasn't he? Yep. He's uh, well. He should be. He's a great jockey. Um, <laughs> Look, he's won three of four this preparation uh, So he's done a fantastic job And he's beat the older horses twice So he's heading in the right direction I'd think um, Don't know what the spring unfold What happens over the spring for him I, I, may, I think I may have heard John say It might be the right time to put him away Which I, I'd probably agree with that But he, he just hit the right race at the, Well, I won't say the right race He hit the, the conditions with the inside draw And 53 on the right day And got the right run through
2: what did you make of uh, race number nine up here in Sydney, Dino?
5: Uh, yeah, he did a good job, uh, Dave. Um, it, was, uh, geez, it, was, it was a slog by that stage of the day, but uh, he was he was good through the line. Hell, I am and big uh, Pioneer River, who's been a funny horse because he absolutely despised wet tracks early in his career and. Probably the last six months, uh, every time he's hit a soft track, he's, uh, he's actually uh, handled it well. So he's just in good form also. We know he's leveled down here. So to, to beat him, it's a pretty good effort by hell
0: I am. Um, before uh, just, we... Look, we'll, we'll I was go just going to say, in, the, in that race there, um, Silent Impact, well, the, the boys got it right at the start of the week. It went up a $10 chance uh, at the start of the week and was into as short as $2.60 there on... Uh, $2.30, <laughs> I should say, at one stage there on Saturday. Got out... Uh, the winner was very, very solidly back the the last ten minutes of betting, though. Dave, he was four dollars eighty to three dollars eighty and paid best, I think, three twenty on any of the totes. Uh, and I think that was a, a perfect case in point of the inside alley and and not having to go around a runner uh, in there. But Silent Impact was most disappointing, and with Pioneer River, he did bring like the fire form. Um, to Sydney were through chain of lightning. So it, it wasn't, although Dean said, you know, he wasn't happy on that, that wet track he was down there, it wasn't a complete shock to see him run a good race, bringing that fire form to Sydney.
2: We've got um, a, a text here firstly just about the Sydney track. Um, and Duff might come to you here. So obviously we know we got down to a heavy 10. We know it was quite a, a slog by the end of the day. Uh, the question is, um, any concern moving forward for the horses <laughs> that have, Come out of this, or or that will come out of Saturday just because it was so testing, and obviously they've all got big preps ahead?
4: That's an impossible uh, question to answer. Mm. Each horse is, they're all individual horses. Some cope with it better than others. Some go home and feel the pinch, and their trainers probably give them an extra week or two to recover. So it's tough work. That's why we saw, you know, so many late scratchings there on Saturday. You know, some of them handled it going, but their trainers just saying, "Well, well, hang on. Um, you know, it would have been so hard for, um, like, a filly, like, in secret. Where does she go now? You know, she she needed that run and to stay on track for the progression that she's got to have. Uh, mm-hmm. But they had no other option bar to scratch her from that barrier. Um, it just would have been a gut buster for her, second up, and... Um, So, but what do they do now? What do they do now? Does that put them behind the eight ball? Do they have to rethink things? I don't know what their thinking is anyway, whether they think she can run the 1,400-mile sort of distances or do they try and get her to a Golden Rose or do they try and get her to... uh, uh, you know the the, the next 1400 meter race for Philly second up where she's inconclusive with a pedigree like she's got like uh, being out of uh, eloping she she might be just a sprinter or uh, uh, it's a tough one for um, a Philly like her and then we had Mwanga come out we had Montefiore missing a run uh, so Mass Crusader Mars Crusader there's another one uh, so I each to their own. Um, the, the horses that did run on Saturday, the first up horses on the heavy track, it could well affect them, but more so over the you know the, the longer distances than the shorter distances.
0: We've got... and, and, and in saying that, I was very surprised that Paris Dior ran on Saturday, I, only due to the fact, a, a rule of thumb, and I'm not casting aspersions on Peter and Paul Snowden, but they are very active in scratching their horses on wet tracks. And, and here was a filly resuming from a break and everything. Oh, that's a uh, dev evidently said she has to run Saturday. There's a program for her that yeah. was important that she ran Saturday.
4: And it would have helped that her best performance was uh, first up, uh, first up last preparation. She went on a heavy ten and that was the Percy Sykes. So uh, that has to be in the back of your head as well. So I, I, that would have helped with their decision as far as saying, okay, we're. We run her at 1200 on a heavy ten. first up last preparation, uh, uh, probably with well, I think the similar sort of a break. Maybe I oh, know would have been a shorter break, uh, February to uh, April. Uh, so two months between runs. First up 1200 heavy ten. Got the job done in in a you know a, a big race. So I think that's probably the way they were thinking there. We've
2: got Wayne on the line, boys. Good morning, Wayne. Good morning. How are you, boys? Very good, mate.
1: Uh, just a, a bit of a um, question for Dean and Duff. Um, the runner of profondo, you, what did you guys make of it on um, Saturday? Because for me, it was a total forgive.
4: I definitely. No, 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 don't, don't judge him on that. Um, I thought he was a query going into the race on a wet track, and I thought he'd be uh, a little softer in the market. Uh, because of that fact I think we all wanted to see him on the dry track Had a couple of so-so runs on soft going uh, When he was a little less experienced And was uh, a question mark then And I think he comes out of that race with a, a big question mark As far as wet, heavy tracks are concerned in the future uh, He was only three lengths off him at the finish He over-raced mid-stages when they slowed up uh, Yeah, I, I, if he's underplayed in the market next time I'll be on him, if it's dry and he
5: stayed at fourteen hundred too. I think that yes. was the other the other factor going forward. Yeah, uh, you know, he's he's looking for a mile and beyond. And now he's got those two runs under his belt. He'll uh, he'll step up.
0: I know, you know boys. And I, I, I think he held his spot in the market because of where he was drawn to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I know and The that run that he was going to get. Chris Roots has said before on his
2: segment from chatting with Richard Litt that, and even when we spoke with Richard, that Sydney's the main draw card. That's where they want to stay. Um, and they're not d- deterred by the wet tracks. That was before Saturday. Surely, if we get dry decks elsewhere, south of the border, he's on a float. Do we think? Or do You've we think he'll just persist? On the
0: text, uh, the router this morning. Bella Nipatina... Runs in the Shiraco on Saturday, Brenton of Dollar to Ride. Okay. There, go. there yeah. we go. There we go. Good to see you listing Chris anyway, yes. you know, if you're preparing to get to golf, don't be late.
2: Now, what about this Opal Ridge, Munns, who I know you had a part of your punters panel multi. Uh, very well backed, isn't it? Luke Pepper's been flying since he's gone to Scone.
0: Well, just the right race for it, Dave. When you consider go back two runs, she was an unlucky runner at Rose Hill behind Troach, who went to the the main three-year-old race at Rose Hill where both the the winners came out of that race last Saturday. And and Troach went round and started pretty good odds, Dean, on Saturday, didn't it? Troach, yeah, for the way the track was playing and the way she was going going to be,
5: uh, she was uh, terrific odds.
0: Yeah, well and then Opal Rich backed it up and was never ever on the track in the Silver Shadow was always going to get the, the, the right run there. Three year old Philly taking on older horses, but she was just in the right race. Now out of that race there, participator who uh basically Huey eased it out of the out of the race, he said he, he's a funny horse. He he didn't want to concentrate at any stage there. Huey's recommending he gets blinkers, but he said he
4: absolutely hated the ground. Right. What did you make of the uh, the win in the first half? Uh, it was a good thing written like a good thing, and uh, as soon as he landed in that spot, I think a lot of maps had a midfield, which was like put put uh, scared a few people. Uh, but as soon as she jumped cleanly, and he had he was drawn inside uh, a little bit of the other speed there, it was uh, just a perfect ride, and she's uh, yeah, she's a progressive filly. She's only young. And she was always going to be better than, uh, than you know, highway grade considering her two performances um, prior to that race on Saturday. So, yep, yeah, she got the job done. She's a nice filly and, uh, she, you know, she's a filly that probably, I don't know if she's, she's I don't think she's up to the Oscar yet. Uh, but I think, you know, you could just place her in, you know, a couple of these listed races and try and get a bit of black type for with a filly like her and she'll be quite valuable.
0: Very um, yeah. sh- interesting side story there. I heard on the Big Sports Breakfast. Any journos that are listening, and I don't know they tune in each and every Monday for ideas for stories during the week. Jared um, Middleton said um, a text message to the Big Sports Breakfast this morning. One of the owners and their son are both going through serious cancer issues at the yeah. moment, and they bought into the horse to give them something to look forward to. So, there is a great backstory. Mm. Uh, for Opal Ridge, and there's also uh, uh, at Syndicate members there, the Up Up Cronulla Syndicate, so uh, they've got a big couple of weeks coming up, hopefully, uh, of course those Kosciuszko tickets, one day you didn't have a segue for an ad there Dave, because they uh, go on sale until midnight on Wednesday night, and then uh, the draw is Friday and the serious bargaining begins over the weekend. And Opal Ridge at this stage, an $11 chance for the Kosciuszko. Equal favourites front page and It's Me at $6. Another one, Willie Pike has put his hand up and will be riding another one with Art Cadeau and Handle the truth. We didn't mention, we haven't got to uh, him yet, uh, but he always runs well first up. He's an $8 chance. And then $11 for far too easy in Opal Ridge.
2: All right, Um a text here, a couple of texts. Firstly, about Profondo, maybe if Chris is uh, still listening, Chris Roots or anyone else. Do we know the exact plans with Profondo? Um, and the, the, the text further goes on here. Would an Underwood be of interest to Richard Litt and the team? And if so, he's not in the Underwood market.
4: Well, when he ran in the Australian Guineas, they said oh, he just didn't handle Melbourne. Um, so that's in the back of my mind. Uh, well, he
5: got straight on. That would be his best chance to handle Melbourne if he went to... Because at Sandown Hillside, it's an 800-metre run to the first turn, whereas in the Guineas, he began straight onto a bend from the outside draw. So yeah. it'd be a totally different scenario to Flemington that yep. day. Um, I would think if uh, if you wanted... Uh, well, the two, the two most gentle probably uh, races, like for him to get balanced and get travelling, it'd be the Underwood or the Turnbull. Good run to the first turn, the Turnbull at Flemington as well. So they're the races that you'd hope to see him uh, maybe... Uh, Come to Melbourne. I don't know if the the might and power around Caulfield is going to serve him that well, but uh, one of those two races might.
2: All right, and uh, here we go from Chris: George Main, Turnbull, or Craven, Cox Plate. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. No so, more
0: questions for Chris. He's got to get to golf.
2: He's got to get please. to golf. Uh, and just on runs of the day, what do we make of Handle the Truth run in the uh, the Concord? Guys, speaking of the the Kosciuszko before.
4: Well, Keith's got a pattern with him. He does it every year and he runs him in this race, <laughs> and he runs a good race, and he gets a slot. Um, he <laughs> ran fourth in this race last year, yeah, I think. he did. And we all were going, wow, He was 200 to one that day, and he's he uh, did that again. He got up on the inside there. He was very good. Uh, so he probably goes and shows him off in the, um, what's the next one, the shorts. Um, if he can beat a couple home there, um, they're well on track to, 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 to be full steam ahead with a horse with his rating. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a year to year plan with him, and Keith knows him well, and he'll run well, he handles it wet, dry. So I'd expect he'd get a uh, be very attractive for a slot holder.
0: All right, another tell you what? Talking about Kosciuszko yeah. tickets here. Don't um, think what <laughs> they've taken off over the weekend, Dave. Have they? Yeah, yeah. And there is a thousand tickets already been sold today.
2: Fair income. Um, yep. Midnight Blue. A text here on the text line. Uh, another Peter's horse with Danny O'Brien. Uh, what did you make of uh, the run at the Valley on the weekend?
5: Yeah, he was another yeah. one of the Peter's horses that struggled around the valley, Dave. Uh, he ran well, uh, and he's got—he's still got a bit to come. He's only second up. I, I think he's—if you're looking at what what he might win during spring, he might win a Geelong or a Bendigo Cup. I think that's about. He's probably more the Bendigo Cup's, probably more his level, but uh, he's ticking over okay for something uh, down the track.
2: And what about Military Expert, who was quite dominant there on speed? It was really good. What I, mean, I nice? know it was.
5: Uh, it was a uh, leader's day, and and he was always going to be the leader. But uh, he ran the sixteen hundred out really well, and uh, he just put paid to them there. So you know he's he, two from two in Melbourne. He's going really well uh, for Annabelle, and uh, no, he's. I mean, he's got a great racing style in that he makes his own luck.
2: All right, we've got another caller here, uh, thirteen fifty-three fifty-three. A couple of more minutes to get your calls in. Mark's on the line. Good morning, Mark.
1: Go Dave, go boys. Uh, Dave, a question for Dino, if I can, regarding the, the uh, New Zealand race on Saturday, the first group won for them this year. It's, it's about the two favourites in the market. Uh, I want to know whether, from Dino's opinion, whether they should be so far apart. I know Duff was given in territories a big rap the other day when it won on, on, on the Saturday, and she's a very good filly, but La uh, Creek is a very good, I'm oh, sorry, a mare, and, and the creeks a very good mare. My problem is I would have, have a look at look at this. When imperative beat Butler, oh, so when he beat Butler on, on that Saturday, day, Butler won his last start before that. Um, had a 55 and a half kilos in an open handicap, less four kilos for the permit. and went so 51. or he carried 51 kilos, and then he was saddled up to the weight for age scale of 58 and a half. So my point being, obviously, there's a little bit. I mean. Imperiators carried sixty and a half and dropped the fifty six and a half in the way for eight and, and it went up skyrocketed and I got beaten by six lengths and and Le Creek is it gonna be a different challenge what to, you know, to, to Butler and I just want to do that as a opinion, please.
5: Well you think you've done more work on the race than I have for a start, um but uh yeah, La a very good horse, uh, but followed it from it's actually its first start. So it's uh, it will be an interesting challenge for Imperatriz, but I, I like that it's had the run and, and it's in such good form. So I probably understand the market for the here and now, how it is. But, uh, yeah, it will be a good race because uh, La Creek is, uh, is no pushover. Yeah, well, I don't know if you've got a
1: chance to watch this pile of La Creek she's been back, you know, but she's hummus. She's she came out of the barrage in both those starts, but all she wanted to do was, was run and jump. And I'm thinking, if, you know, Craig Grills goes to the front, and Katrina Alexander, I heard uh, Leif Hennessy talk the other day, she's a very good trainer, but she's especially with mares. All I'm saying is um, like $2.60, $4.00 something, compared to $1.75. And if she can lead, you know, she'll to run second in the derby, she's going to be awfully hard to beat. That's all, mate. That's true. Yeah. All right. Thanks, boys.
2: Thanks for your call, mate. Uh, Macca is on the line. Morning, Macca. Morning, Macca.
1: Yeah, good day, guys. you? Good, mate. Hey, got a question just regarding the, the track at Rose Hill and Ramwick. Um, I noticed all the racing they did over the winter with it. Do we really think the tracks are going to hold up like coming in the spring? But like, they look very dead at the moment. They just don't look to be, you know, exploding. I know we've had a lot of rain. Have they over raced it? And is it looking at it? Should Race New South Wales be looking at a synthetic track like what they've got with Ballarat and Huffington down in Melbourne?
4: Keep <laughs> stuff going on this. <laughs> Wash your mouth out with soap. Uh, <laughs> I know I don't like them. I don't like them. Um, and look, uh, uh, they, they, they do look tired. Some of the tracks, but I think they're filling. There's a lot of fill on these tracks at the moment, and mm. it's making it look worse. Um, there's a lot of fill. Um, so hopefully, if we get a month of dry weather, and they start, they'll start to thrive again. It, it, it looks worse on the screen than these tracks are actually. Uh, than these ha- tracks are actually are. We just have a tr- we're having awful trouble drawing these tracks out. Uh, that's our yeah. that's our biggest problem. It's been our problem for a few years. But I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a track curator. I don't want to be one. Uh, but it's it's the punters. Uh, they rile when they, they see tracks like this, and I can understand why, and we all get it wrong. And mm. um, The answer is, I don't know. I just, it, like I said earlier, it's, it's got to the stage, if, if we've got betting on these races from the time, from Monday, we'll have these markets out on, on today for these feature races, all in, and then we're betting on them into them Wednesday, and we've all got an opinion that what's going to happen with the track. But these rails are a disaster, I think, and we're, we're trying to protect the inside section for the, our feature meetings. They're all feature meetings. You know, when you've got mm. horses like Eduardo and Zaki and all horses like that going around, uh, they're, they're feature meetings. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, it'd be interesting because it's like I think, like everyone, the, the vibe I get is that what about during the week, like your provincial meetings? Like, Kembla has had a lot of rain. Newcastle is a very good track. it keeps rain very well. But I just keep thinking that maybe even on a Tuesday or Thursday, they they take the brunt off all the, the greener tracks and they give it a chance over winter to recuperate and actually come good come springtime. It's just, I don't know, just a thought. Dean, Dean would probably know a lot more about this. Dean Melbourne's got a lot of them.
5: Yeah, all the the synthetic tracks. Are, uh, they've finally got one right. Pakenham's an absolute beauty, but it's it's not the answer to, to good racing. Uh, but it's just trying to get that, uh, you know, the same here. The tracks look tired. Mooney Valley's had all the winter off, but it's just, it's waterlogged at the moment, so it was it was hard going on Saturday. So, yeah, it's a to be a track curator, Duff, uh, is not a job I'd
4: want. And I hope they don't take offence when we have a go at them, but mm. uh, we're not having a go at an individual. Mm. Um, but... You know, these things, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're just put on for specialist horses, aren't they? They're, they're put on for dirt horses, and mm. trainers scratch more on them. So you have a look when you transfer one of your meetings from... Oh, like, yeah,
0: no, they just don't run on uh, them.
4: That's 50 scratchings. Yeah. They want to work on them. work at the situation wanna, yeah.
0: at the sunny coast. They yeah. transfer a meeting yeah. to the Sunshine Coast. or there's nothing there. Um, Look at the barrier trial situation. Trainers are very happy to work their horses Mm. On polytracks, and they'll tell you, uh, the polytracks and the pro rides, they're great tools to work on. Transfer yep. the barrier trials from the grass to the synthetic, yep. and there's 83 scratchings. Yep. And the other thing is, Dean just brought up a very, very good point there. Mooney Valley's had a long time off, but it's waterlogged. Go and have a look at your local park, your local golf course, your front lawn. You mm. can't grow grass in a swamp, to start with. Grass doesn't grow yeah. that well in the middle they're of just winter, dormant. especially when you've had yeah. 83 feet of rain give it another month we need a month of no rain nice warmer weather and richard freeman one of his best terms you know the 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 heat comes back into the soil to promote the grass growth and everything like that and we should be all right but you just can't continually get the 20 mils of rain and the and the 10 mils of rain just topping it up because all it does the you know the top couple of mils of the surface is drying out to a degree and then you get that top up and you're back to where you started again.
2: We need some horses to follow, gents. Uh it is ten oh two. What are we following from
4: Saturday Duff? Uh Captain Obvious, Benno, she's extreme, and I I think he's had two barrier trials now, Sebanak, he he could sneak up in one of these three year old races. Dino? Yeah, the same race as Ebenak, the one that was beside him
5: was amenable and uh, he ran very well, I think bigger track and further for him. And uh, uh, corner pocket out of the sprint race, uh, he went with Oxley Road. Oxley Road finished distanced and uh, he battled on really well corner pocket and there's a good 1,400 metre race in him over spring.
0: And what about yourself, Munns? Uh, well, we found him out of his first up run when he ran, I think, third last, Mari. For Danny Williams and he ran another very very good race there under a huge weight there is a, a 1400 tab highway class 2 in 3 weeks at Rose Hill um, I think him and Jal Lay for John O'Shea was in a race that couldn't have possibly won there on Saturday and she just needs uh, fast run races and I thought it was a brilliant ride by James McDonald to come from where he did and uh, refuse to get wide on the track, and she has got a win in her as well. So I might get a sponsorship from Japan Airlines, Dave. Jal Murray and Jal Lowe.
2: Beautiful. Boys, that is Punters Postmortem for this Friday. Have a good week ahead. We've got, obviously, here in Sydney, the Run of the Rose, the, uh, the Theo Marks, etc. cetera and down in Melbourne as well for their week ahead. Staying, we're at Flemington, aren't we, um, Dino? Of yeah, Maccabi Diva Stakes, yeah, us
5: uh, Lopes Stakes, Bobby Lewis, uh, the Poseidon for the three-year-olds, uh, the Exford Plate, which often is a good guineas guide. So, yeah, we've got plenty of stakes races on Saturday, Dave.
2: Looking forward to it. Have a good week, boys, and catch you next Monday. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Dave. Thanks, Dave.